Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Going Postal Podcast. Uh, we got some great info for you today. Uh, we've got an exciting topic. We're going to talk to you about your FERS pension. So we'll see you on the flip side. Get ready to take some good notes for you. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, Tim Nolan here with our Going Postal podcast. Got my partner in crime, Joe Cuny. Hey, what's going on, Joe? Good morning. How are you? Ah, doing great. Doing great. Good. Back from the weekend, you know, got a little golf in. So now we're uh, now it's back to work, isn't it? Nice weather in St. Louis here. So uh, yeah, little golf and uh, back at work. Back at work. Hey, late September here in St. Louis, and we have ninety plus degree temperatures. But it looks like it's changing. We're it going to have mid-70s here coming up. Yeah. Uh, the weather we like, San Diego weather. That's right. We'll take that all year round. We will not miss the four seasons. That's right. right. Not here. <laughs> right. Well, hey, uh, everyone, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you got some information from our initial episode we uh, we sent you last week. Uh, so we've got some great information we're going to be talking about today. But just as a reminder, we want to kind of go through and, and remind you who we are. Uh, we're Postal Blue Book Help. Um, and you know, Joe, what are the things that we can help people with? I think one of the major things that people really love us for or value us for is that, you know, we help them fill out the blue book for absolutely no charge. Uh, we don't expect anything from you guys. You guys call us up, be happy to sit down and fill out that what you guys think is a lot of paperwork, right? Uh, it's really not that much out of the 50 or 60 pages. It's really only about nine pages, but making sure that you fill that out correctly is extremely important because once you fill it out, there's no turning back. Right? That's right. That's right. And you know, I know some of you will probably raise your hand and say, wait a minute, it's not a blue book anymore. It's now a white book. You know, good old government decided not to buy blue paper. So it's too uh, expensive, too expensive. But we're not changing our name. We're postalbluebookhelp.com. And we're here to help you guys with your retirement so that, you know, you make sure you make educated decisions uh, when the time comes. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things that we do that we will touch on in every podcast that we do for you guys is seminars. So I'll kind of let you talk about what we do as far as traveling seminars yeah, yeah, great, great, great topic there, Joe. So, guys, we uh, some of you we saw at at conventions, some of your state conventions last year, and you know we're getting ready actually to go out to um, what Charlotte, North yeah. Carolina, SOC, the Southern Officers Conference for UPMA. We'll see a lot of you guys out there, but uh, we will cater a um, a seminar for you where we will come out and educate your employees about these benefits that you're going to see in these next few episodes that we're going to run. Uh, everything from your pension uh, to Fegley to TSP to special supplement, uh, you know, Social Security, how all that kind of comes in play uh, when it's time to retire. Yeah. And what's the cost for us doing these seminars, Joe? Once again, zero cost. Right? Zero cost, guys. And I think the the hardest part for, you know, the postmasters or MPOs or whoever setting this up with us is just organizing it. Yeah, very Because much. we know they're so busy in, in their, you know, everyday work activity. It's It's really hard for them to try to put this together. But once they do, every one of these that we've done have been extremely beneficial. Yeah. 
So, you know, I, I know you guys, you know, we, we talk to you guys all the time and you guys tell us, Hey, you know, it's, yeah, we want to do it. We want to do it. And then the follow through is, is, is hard because of the busy work schedule, but you just got to make sure that you get it done for your employees. So they're educated. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, we do all the heavy lifting. Uh, we'll organize it at a local hotel or we've done it at libraries as well in the, in the local area that is convenient uh, normally right off the highway or so for everyone to get there quickly. Uh, it's about a 90 minute seminar. Uh, sometimes takes a little bit longer, depending on the questions that we get. You know, we like to have them interactive as well. Uh, and the best part about it is uh, after we do the seminar, folks, uh, we stay there for two, sometimes three days uh, to set one on one appointments so you can get your specific questions answered for your situation because everybody's situation is different, right? Correct. I mean, you know, it, what works for one person isn't going to work for the other. Yep. So we set hour to hour and a half time slots when we're sitting there for the next two to three days, everywhere from seven in the morning till seven or eight o'clock at night, local time to make sure that we give you guys enough time. Cause we know you're working, you know, yep. you're busy. And we want to make sure that you have time to come in and get your specific questions answered. Well, and a lot of times people don't want to talk about their specific situation, right? Right. And we understand that. And that's why we set that time aside the next, you know, next couple of days after the seminar to make sure that you do get that one-on-one on time. Right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, um, we all know, uh, you know, the LLV, right? That Cadillac, right? Cadillac. The Cadillac of the Postal <laughs> Service, right? Uh, you know, there's breakdowns. And so you might have, you know, registered for your benefits years ago, and uh, you might not understand how Fegley works or your first pension or Social Security or your health benefits and all those different things. And so we're able to identify breakdowns in your in your benefit package. Yep. You know, and, and we can help you understand those things so that, as Joe mentioned, you know, those decisions you make when it's time to fill out that paperwork, they're irreversible. And so we want to make sure that you have the correct information. Yep. Right. So, you know, uh, what to kind of get back, we always like to do that, let you guys know about the seminars, but to get back to what we, the topic of conversation today, we are going to talk about FERS pension. Yep. So hot topic. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we been on telephone calls where people don't know the difference between their first pension and their TSP. Oh, many times. I had someone a couple of weeks ago think that they just had their TSP and they were concerned that they weren't going to have enough money to retire with. Right. And when we brought up and cause we always start with first pension and they said, what do you mean a pension? I said, yeah, you're one of the only uh, employees that your employer still provides you with the pension. Right. Uh, in addition to your Retirement savings. Now, it is a little confusing because the government calls it an annuity. Correct. Uh, so they call it an annuity, but really what it is, folks, is is a pension. Uh, so, yeah, just don't get those two things confused because besides your TSP, you will get paid monthly from the government when you do retire. Right. Absolutely. So, Tim, if you could get into detail a little bit, what we're going to do today is we're going to get into it's how it's calculated. So you guys completely understand, um, you know, the calculation of how it's figured out and how much money or income you're going to have coming in 
from your first pension. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're here to help you again when we when we meet one-on-one, whether that's in person or over a Zoom call or something like that, to really help you understand how it's calculated. But we're going to run through it right now. And so get your notes, get your pen and paper ready. Uh, and we're going to just go through a quick uh, example calculation uh, for uh, a 60-year-old yep. and, a, and a 62-year-old. Okay. So first, uh, you know, let's go with a 60-year-old. Uh, Joe, what are the three components that they use to calculate the pension? Yeah, uh, great question. Years of service, right? Yep. yep. Um, they're going to take your high three average salary. Okay. So they're going to look at your three highest years of pay, and they're going to they're going to add those three up, and they're going to divide it by three. All right. So, and then they're going to do your years and months of service. So yep. the way it, the way it plays out, they're going to take your high three salary, high three salary. Multiply that by 1%, yep. and then multiply that by your years and months of service. Yep. So let's go through that example. So we've got a 60-year-old. Their high three average is $60,000. Let's use that. We know some are higher, some are lower, but let's just use 60000 because that's easy math in our head, and uh, we're not mathematicians, are we, Joe? No, we're not. No. We're wiggling our toes trying to calculate these things. So <laughs> $60,000 high three. They've worked there. They've dedicated their life, 30 years of service. So 30 years and months of service, right? Because again, let's, let's talk on that real quick. Years and months of service, folks. And we'll get to this again. But do you want to retire at the end of the month or in the middle of the month? The end of the month. Why? Because you get that whole month added into your pension calculation. Exactly. And if, if you retire in the middle of the month, let's say you say, oh, well, you know, my, my SCD date was uh, January 15th. So I'm going to go January 15th of 2023. You will not get credit for that month of January. So any FERS employee wants to retire at the end of the month so that their pension starts the first of the following month. And then they got credit for that entire month of January. Okay. So back to our example, $60,000 high three, 30 years of service. All right. And w- times 1%. All right. So that would be $18,000 or a $1,500 a month pension. All right. Right. All right. So another example, let's say, does it really make sense for us to work for two more years or not to get a little bump about a 10% bump in our pension? We get that question all the time, right? We do. And it's really, really hard for you and I to answer that question because it really depends on the individual. Absolutely. And those are some of the things when you sit down with us in a one-on-one, we're going to really dig into your assets and liabilities and, and what it's costing you to live on a monthly basis, so on and so forth. But for example purposes, let's say we have a 62-year-old, $60,000 high three, 30 years of service, they get it multiplied by 1.1%, all right, which would be a total of $1,650 a month. So the question is, does it make sense to retire at 60 versus 62 in this example? But if you wait till 62, working two more years, lugging those heavy bags, if you're a letter carrier, right, or rural carrier, you're lugging things around for $150 more a month gross before taxes and expenses, to work two more years, basically for another $1,800 a year. I know for me, I would say no, I'd be out at 60. 100% out the door. Everybody's situation is a little bit different, You're like right. what we talked about. And and people should realize as well, you know, this is taxable income that we're talking about. Your pension right. is taxable income. So the $1,500 or the 
for a 60 year old or the 1650 based off that 60,000 isn't really that number, right? They're going to tax that number. Sure. So out of the $150 that you would make working extra an extra two years, sure. They're going to tax you on that as well. Sure. So it's probably going to break out to be about 120 or $125 more. right? Right. Right. Seems like a lot of years, especially when you've been there for 30 years to continue down that path. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so we say this is a difference between eligibility and affordability. Right. Can you do it? Should you do it? It just depends. That's the best answer we like to give is it just depends. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, again, check us out, postalbluebookhelp.com. Uh, you know, fill out a, a request for a, a one-on-one appointment. Those are great ways for people to get their answers or their questions answered for yeah. sure. And really the next thing that, you know, we should roll into is survivor benefit. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest questions we get is what, what is this survivor benefit? What should I do? How mm-hmm. should I handle it? We know there's a couple different routes to go really yep three different routes to go. Right. So Tim, if you want to touch a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, that goes back to the, you know, eligibility versus affordability and if it really makes sense, you know, so there are a couple different uh, survivor benefit options. Uh, The first one is life only single, uh, whether you're married or not. And you just say, Hey, you know what? Maybe my spouse has a pension on their own. Maybe they've worked for a company or the railroad, maybe that they get a pension, right? So, and maybe their pension is higher or maybe they're a higher wage earner. So their social security is pretty significant. All right. So in, in the case of the examples that we gave, you know, $1,500, well, you know what? I don't need to leave them 25% or 50%, which we'll get into. Right. I just want the whole money, whole pot of money for myself. Right. Um, and so there's that option. All right. And, and we'll talk about some caveats to not leaving a survivor benefit and using this life only option as it relates to your health benefits. Okay. Uh, the second option is a 25% survivor benefit. All right. So essentially leaving 25% of your gross pay. All right. So for that person that had $1,500, all right, there's a cost to leave 25% survivor benefit to your spouse. What's that cost, Joe? 5%. 5%. That's yep. correct. It's 5%. So it would cost that that retiree, that annuitant they call you, uh, it would cost them $75, all right? On a monthly basis. On a monthly basis. Yep. Correct. So $75 a month, all right? So what is that? Right around $900 a year it's going to cost you, but it's going to reduce the amount that you take home, right? Because again, that amount is still taxed, right? Right. So, but in that situation, if the retiree from the post office passes first before their spouse, they're going to, their spouse will get 25% of their gross pension. So in the example that we gave, they would get $375 a month. If their if the retiree predeceases their spouse, the spouse is going to pick up $375 $375 a sure. month. All right. So, you know, again, we can go down a rabbit hole. Uh, we're not going to today. Right. We go down a rabbit hole of why that makes sense or why it doesn't make sense. Again, everybody's situation is different, but to give up that money just to get your spouse $375 a month, is it really worth it? Right. It's, it's a tough decision. And it's why when we talk about helping people fill out that paperwork, um, it's so important to utilize that help. Yeah. You know, yeah, it is. And, and, you know, uh, 
sitting down with people one-on-one, we get really intimate with them. We need to help people understand to take the emotional side out of it. You know, a lot of people just think, oh yeah, I want to leave my spouse some money when I retire. Well, don't, don't forget most of you have a pretty nice TSP as well. Right. And you can think that that's the money you're leaving for wealth transfer or, or survivor benefit, if you will. Sure. You know, taking that money off the table on a monthly basis may not be as important for you uh, to, to leave a small amount to your spouse. Right. Right. Well, and you know, you just, we don't have that crystal ball. We say that we all the time. Boy, right? I wish we did. And we just don't know what's going to happen. But you know, if, if you're paying that additional money every year for a survivor benefit, uh, and rather than doing that, you invested that money and mm-hmm. both people lived or especially the annuitant lived sure. for a long, long time. You've just really throw away that money. Right. Because, the government doesn't give you a refund, right? Right. What if your spouse predeceases you? Are they going to give you that money back that you've been paying every month out of your pension? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, you know, the second option, Joe, uh, or third option, I guess, yep. is the 50% survivor benefit. This is the one that when we are talking about survivor benefits with our clients is probably the most common that people choose for a number of reasons, but 50%. So in the example that we gave, Uh, there's a 10% cost to leave 50% gross pension to your spouse. All right. So in the example we gave, that would cost them $150 a month, right? To leave that if you predecease your spouse, to leave your spouse $750 a month. Yep. All right. Now I know that's a little bit more than the 375, obviously the double. Um, But again, does it make sense for you to do that uh, with uh, uh, reducing your gross take-home pay? Um, for that $150 a month. So you think it's $150 a month, it's $1,800 a year, it's $18,000 over 10 years. So those of us that retire at maybe 57 minimum retirement age or, or 58 or, or just young, you know, 62 or, or younger, the likelihood of you living another 20 plus years is pretty darn good, right, Joe? These days, yeah. What's the average age of... uh, 87 for a female and 84 for a male. Yeah, people are just living longer and longer. So you're living in retirement almost as many years as you've worked at the Postal Service. So think about the amount of money you're giving up. So you're giving up $18,000 over 10 years. Over 20 years, $36,000. I don't need to keep doing the math for you guys, but that's a lot of money. It is, yeah. And, And if your spouse predeceases you, and you, uh, 10 years later, you just gave the government $18,000. Sure. So it, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but we're going to get to that caveat here in a minute of why people are really probably choosing the survivor benefit. And that we'll, we'll cover in another episode more in depth, but let's talk about why they keep that, that survivor benefit. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's all about the health insurance, right? hundred yeah, percent. So, you know, if, if you decide not to choose option B or C that we talked about, uh, which is 25% survivor benefit or 50%, right. uh, if you predecease your spouse yep. and you don't choose one of those two options, they lose their health right. benefit. Yep. They can't take it with them. You know, when you predecease them, their coverage will stop if you did not choose one of the 25 or 50% survivor benefit option. And to some folks, I mean, we know we have Medicare. Uh, sometimes spouses are older than the, than the annuitant retiree. Um, but again, those decisions can't go, you know, unlooked at. They have to, you have to make sure that is the right decision for you. 
because, you know, for somebody that has a spouse that might be pretty ill and require a lot of medical care, um, you know, to, to take those benefits away, if you predecease them, that, that might not go well. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, one of the biggest things is Tim and I are, are Medicare experts, right? Yep. So we're big proponents of Medicare, but we're also huge proponents of the health benefit that the government provides for you. We are. So we don't try to lean you in any sort of direction. And it, it's really with Medicare, with a lot of these plans, it's state dependent. And we're going to get into that in another a future episode. That's right. Uh, health benefits versus, uh, versus Medicare yep. and what it costs you. Um, but, you know, it it is a very, very important decision when we get to that point, when you get to that retirement point. Uh, please make sure you reach out to Tim or I. Go to Postal Blue Book Help. Uh, we'll be happy to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, uh, I, I think that wraps it up right now, Joe. Uh, we covered again, just a quick recap, a summary. We covered your first pension, the calculation of how that is, is calculated for you. And again, we'll help you with your specific situation. We'll tell you where you can go get the information to, to get your specific numbers. And we always request that when you do set up a one-on-one with us. Right. Yep. Uh, We ask you to go out to light blue and there's a document you can get that you can uh, get the specific information. Uh, So we talked about survivor benefit options. There's three of those. Right. Um, And how it affects your health insurance uh, later uh, when you when you're retired. Um, So, you know, hey, great seeing you again, Joe. Uh, Check out our uh, next week's topic uh, where we're going to talk about the FERS special supplement. Uh, What is that? Ooh, a little mystery of uh, what the special supplement is. We have people ask us about it every once in a while because they've kind of heard something about it, Uh, but a little unknown benefit that some people may qualify for. So make sure you uh, like and subscribe uh, below and uh, check us out. We're at postalbluebookhelp.com. This has been uh, Going Postal Joe. Great seeing you. Yep. We'll see you next week. Talk to you guys later.